Hello, and welcome to the Everything Publishing Podcast. You are here this evening with Melanie Callahan, the Marketing Director for Self-Publishing Services. Claire Wood, the Editorial Director for Self-Publishing Services. And Danica Winters, the Business Director for Self-Publishing Services. And I think tonight we wanted to talk specifically about procrastination because it's an issue that I think we, it's, it's infrequent that we run into an author who doesn't struggle with some level of procrastination. And there are a lot of reasons for that. It could be anything from um, imposter syndrome, which I think a lot of us struggle with, to actual uh, non-neurotypical issues such as depression, anxiety, ADHD. Um, It could be um, just not knowing where to start. There are a lot of reasons that we really struggle with moving forward in our careers and we want to talk about ways that you can get past that. Absolutely. So I'm going to be honest. I don't talk about it openly very often, but I know myself, um, I've been dealing with depression probably my whole life. Um, Just the last few years, I started taking medications for it. And it was, you know, after just hitting a low point and it, I'm like the poster child for great things can be happening in your life and you can still be very, very depressed. Um, So don't be afraid to reach out if you need help. There's um, the suicide prevention line, call your family care practitioner, get on meds, talk to somebody, go to therapy, do whatever you need to do. Um, Because I think as creative creative people and, and anybody right now in 2020, mental health is, is a major issue. Um, and I know having talked to many of my friends that are in law enforcement and um, in the healthcare fields that it is a major problem right now, um, depression, anxiety, um, and mental health issues, non-neurotypical problems um, because of everything that is happening. So don't be afraid to reach out. Um, and if you need the suicide prevention hotline, we'll post that number um, along with this podcast. Um, not yeah. to mention that it's not abnormal to have depression in a pandemic. No, it is absolutely <laughs> no, not. Absolutely. Yeah, it is. It is one of the. It is one of the things that's normal. Uh, yeah, yeah. And you're not alone. I mean, you're not alone. Right. Reach out. Right. We're here. We love to talk to people. We don't care if you're writers or not. We. I mean, we're here to be your friend too. So. Um, don't be afraid right. to, and don't be a stranger. So um, about, about writing and, and back to um, procrastination, um, do you guys have any um, experience with that? <laughs> Claire? Claire. <laughs> Claire, tell us how long you've been working on your book. Let's, let's start there because this is a great story and I, I feel like it's going to go places and I'm so excited. I've only been working on my book for 10 years. Um, And it has been through many iterations and it is now actually ready to go to Asians thanks to the enormous support system I've had um, from my partners, from my critique partners, and from everyone else, including my husband, who kindly reminds me every morning that really I've got a book to write. Um, (laughs) (laughs) who is himself working on a giant yes he's working on his phd so um it's and and so it took 10 years for the first book the second book is in its now this i'm really proud of the second book is in its rough draft and it's twenty thousand words in good job and how long have you been working on that one 
uh, three months, four months, six months, something like that. That's amazing. Do you think that like your first book was just kind of getting your feet wet kind of? Um, it was learning to trust. It, it's, it's very, okay, this is what it really is. It's very scary being an author. You're putting yourself out there. You're opening mm-hmm. yourself up to the world. You're showing who you are. And that is a terrifying process. It's terrifying. <laughs> yes, yes. And to get oneself to the point where one can actually write and put oneself out there is a challenge. And so it took me 10 years, but I got there. Mm-hmm. Good job. I'm so proud of that you, Claire. That is something to be celebrated. Yep. Um, when I met Claire. It's also, And let me say, having read this book and being been part of the critique group, it is phenomenal. It's amazing. Thank and you. the funny part is I met Claire 10 years ago and she was reading this book in our critique group. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> I want to be half the writer this woman is some days and because and I still don't think I've reached that bar yet but it is so so good and and she kind of is what inspired me to be like okay I can do this she can help me and I can build this world and do and so Claire you you just been such an inspiration in so many ways I don't even think you realize it um, um she's the one that talks me down off the cliff a lot too and I can't tell you how much I appreciate that well I cannot I cannot say anything but I reciprocate the appreciation because otherwise <laughs> it would still be in its 11th year <laughs> and I don't think you're alone in that Claire <laughs> how no, long yeah how long no. have you guys been working on your books we kind of want to we I want to hear the longest process of a finished novel like beginning to end not half finished because I think that those could be lifetimers but um yeah, I, I'm curious. I'm dead curious. So if you guys have a like, oh, I've been on it for 15 years and this is what it's about. I want to hear it. Send us a tweet. Yeah. At, Reach out to yeah. us at, uh, at self-publishing services or at SP underscore services um, and let us know because uh, that will make me feel better about the very, very, very long-term project I've been working on. And I'd like to know that I have some some folks out there who can, who can, uh, get one over on me on the score there so what's so. your score though I want to know well I was working on that one book for about seven or eight years and then I ditched it and I've been working on another book now for the last oh year just about one year and I will tell you that I am significantly farther along in this project than I was in the last project so Good some job. of it is getting your feet under you and um for me, because I am not my, my strong suit. Let's start with that. My strong suit is description and character and setting. My weak suit is plot. And so I I know exactly who these people are and what challenges they're facing. I just, I just have no idea how to structure those challenges. (laughs) Um, Mel, me, we oh, did a whole podcast on goal motivation conflict. Do you need to go I listen do. to it? <laughs> I do. I do. And here's the the crazy part is that I can look at somebody else's book and be like, oh, clearly these are the 10 things you need to do to finish this book. When I look at my own, it's like, ah, uh, the muse has I left the building. <laughs> the muse has left the building. There is no one left but me and some crickets, and they're not sharing. So, 
Yeah. But actually, what's shocking to me is that after I beat my head against that really ugly brick wall for a long time with that first book, which eventually I will get back to, I moved on to the second book and it moved along so much quicker. And if I can, so here's the thing is like, I would be so much further in this book if I devoted myself every day to the writing process. And um, I think that is one of the thing that's, things that's critical in um, heading off procrastination is setting habits for yourself. Like some of it is just, you feel like you have to hit a certain point with your muse or whatever. And that may be true. Like you, it's, it's kind of like cleaning the house. Like you have to wait for the mood to strike. But at the same time, the mood's not going to strike if you don't give it room to strike on a regular basis. So, well, and I have to add that I treat it like a job. And I know that takes the fun out of it. But if you really want to be a professional author, which um, a lot of people do, the difference between people that do it and don't do it are that they are treating it like a job. Um, And there's going to be, it's like working out. It's like going to work. It sucks when you have to start. But once you get kind of into the flow of it, it, you can accomplish a lot. So in the last year, and this is 2020 stats for me, which are not indicative of my normal output. I've, I've written three books this year and I will write a fourth before the year is done. And that's, which is insane. (laughs) Well, I feel like it's actually a little bit slower than what I do. Um, And I don't go crazy. Like I don't write, I try not to go crazy on, on, um, word production every day. Like I, I don't want to do 5,000 word days. I can do 5,000 word days if I'm on a massive deadline, but that is painful. And it actually takes a physical toll on me. Um, like my hands start going numb and my shoulders hurt and I get headaches. And so like, I just can't physically do it. Um, and I'm, I'm not that old. I'm only in my thirties, but it, it, I mean, it it doesn't matter. I mean, it, if you're producing like that, it's, it's because you've done something wrong. <laughs> but um, for me, procrastination is a little bit different than you guys. I mean, because I'm expected to put out this massive workload constantly, 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 constantly. Um, but the, here's the deal. I can't write every day. I can't. I would burn out so hard. Um, and so what I have found, and this is, everybody has their own system. So I, if you guys need to write every day and if it's 500 words, do it as long as you're not burning yourself out. Um, but for me, I find that my real, real happy place in the beginning of a book, okay, not the end of the book, but the beginning of a book is about 1500 to 2000 words a day, because that gives me time to let it percolate. Um, and then I'll do it five days a week. Monday through Friday. And I have to take Sundays off. I have forced myself to take Sundays off because if I don't, I feel like I constantly need to get producing. And then that anxiety um, creeps up on me. And all of a sudden I'm just a wreck. Um, And I'm yelling at everybody around me and I'm terrible to be around because I feel out of control and I feel like I'm never doing enough. And so um, that doesn't work for me. That doesn't work for my family. That doesn't work for my mental health. That doesn't work for my family's mental health. So um, finding those happy, moderate allocations for yourself and your loved ones is, is really critical too. But um, then about halfway through the book, when I really know my characters and I know what I want and I have a pretty good idea of the plot, sometimes that means I just know who is the murderer <laughs> at chapter like nine. So Mel, you're not alone and not always knowing your plot. Um, it's just, I, I'm like, oh, la, 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 la. Like I let, like sometimes let those stories unfold naturally. Um, 
But at chapter about nine, I'm like, I know these people. I know what they're going to say. I know that like she is a smart ass and I love her for it. And so what would she say in the situation? And at that point, I can start producing about 3000 words a day. And so I have created a, like a system and in, in, uh, like a habit in myself where I know what I need um, as far as writing time, because I have done this so many times. Um, I, I know I can actually plan in, I always plan in a week into my deadlines for being sick. And I look at the holidays and my kids' school schedule to, to have those days off too. Um, and being, and even if you're not traditionally publishing, if you're self-publishing, you should do the same thing because you should be working on a deadline. They are the best impetus right. for getting things done hands down better than anything else. Because so in addition to doing the traditional publishing, I also self-publish under the name DJ Winters. Um, and I procrastinate like you guys wouldn't believe. I sat on this book for, um, I think I wrote it three years ago. It went through the traditional publishing house and two weeks before it was supposed to come out, they dropped it. So ball buster, right? Um, and then I kind of like that, let that ball, that book kind of die because it was like, oh, you know, it, it, that one hurt. And I went back to it and I'm like, I read it and I talked to people and I let other people read it and people were like, oh my God, this is so good. This is so, 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 so good. And it just doesn't fit my normal writing style because it's a thriller versus romance. Well, here I am, I'm putting it out because right, no more procrastination. We're doing this thing. Mm-hmm. And, right. but guess what? When you start putting books out, regardless of what pen name you're using, you have to have books behind it. So yeah. you know what I mean? Like I can't just, I have all these other books to this other pen name, but here I am with the pressure of not only creating for this pen name, but for also creating for this pen name. Procrastination right. is the name of my game in my house right now. <laughs> <laughs> my house has never been cleaner. <laughs> well, and- And I don't know about you, but one of my particular struggles and what I deal with every single time I sit down to write is that um, horrible monster called perfectionism. Mm -hmm. And in my head, what I want to be creating is the final draft. And what I have had to come to the realization of is that this is not the final and it is okay if it still needs tweaking and if it still needs not just a little tweaking but a lot of tweaking Mel did I you write to a toilet paper with crayon <laughs> seriously no then you're doing good okay <laughs> no but it but it is it's like it's that voice in my head that's like no this needs to be perfect as soon as it goes down on paper yeah and where that goes is in my critique group when I'm like what do you mean my structure doesn't make any sense and it's like no you know what just put the words out there because there's that ridiculous saying somewhere it's not ridiculous because the content is ridiculous but ridiculous because somebody actually had to say it that you know um you can't edit words that are not on paper so just put the words on paper and get past that need in your soul for everything that you produce to be the final product because it's not going to be and that's I think that is one of the strides that I made between the 10-year project that is you know a quarter of the way finished and the one-year project that is half the way finished so Claire my issue is perfectionism what is your issue in terms of procrastinating why did it take you 10 years to because get because I'm afraid of out? failing 
Well, that is totally I understandable. I am afraid that what I do won't measure up, which is, the, I think, the antithesis of um, perfectionism. And mm. so mm-hmm. it's very easy to say, I'm not going to do this today because I'm scared. And, yeah. and honest to God, writing the book has taught me all this. Um, but I have discovered that it is easier to do the thing than to procrastinate about it because the anxiety level that builds up from procrastination is more than the anxiety level that builds up because of failure. So you have your choice, go procrastinate (laughs) and be anxious or go fear failure and, and, and be less anxious. That seems like Claire, are you looking into my soul right now? (laughs) Jesus. (laughs) And I there I am still procrastinating. (laughs) And so Oh there I am. Um I'd rather try to fail than um feel the anxiety of procrastination. And it's I think I think that's Claire. That's fantastic progress. How did you break that cycle? Because I am legitimately interested in learning whatever it was that magic (laughs) pill you took to figure that out it was how I felt if I sit down and I do my 500 words and I don't ask a lot of myself you know 500 words if I sit down and do my 500 words five days a week then I feel good I don't have to um get all anxious and think like I need to do this I need to do this I need to do this all day long which is like a little Mm -hmm. worm in your ear so that you're not really fully present Mm. in everything else because you're saying oh that is I've got to do this I've got to do this I've got to do this so if you get that out of the way then you could be fully present for everything else except the other things you're procrastinating about um but yes that's (laughs) <laughs> that's how I came you know oh my god I think I felt that in my bones Claire I feel like I've missed <laughs> years literally years of living because I am so anxious about producing that I Ooh. take myself away at least mentally from real life you yeah. know what I mean yeah it wasn't and I haven't heard anybody else say that. And I'm like, oh my God. I, and I always have this resounding guilt for that too, because, and so then it's like this weird recursive compounding guilt, anxiety cycle to produce. And that leads to procrastination. And then that it just get it's crazy how it, it just manifests that way. I had, I was talking to a friend today and we were talking about when you're out for a walk And if you're taking pictures when you're out for a walk, you focus more on the walking, on what you're seeing, as opposed to being in your head Mm. when you're on a walk, because Mm -hmm. you are forcing yourself to be present. And that's what Mm -hmm. doing the procrastinating activities forces you to do, is to be present. And that might be hard. What, yeah. Do you think that maybe having some kind of routine that brings you into writing 
would be effective in combating this a little bit? I try to do it every day before I, the first thing I do. Hmm. You know, though, Claire, the other thing that you do every day in the morning is right. meditate, right? And I wonder if something like that um, doesn't help you calm a lot of those things that might otherwise take you away from those, you know, priorities that it, you set for yourself. So if you can, you know. It does. It um it's a gratitude for being alive it's an awareness mm -hmm. that today is mm -hmm. going to be hell because every day is hell <laughs> especially in 2020 so you're a realist beautiful <laughs> but but the gratitude is helps with that yeah and so i yeah, yeah. i do right. i do mel I hadn't thought about that, but thank you. I, since I started meditating, I do mm -hmm. think I've had more sense of what's going on in my mind and my body. My goodness. It's I know. And like how insightful. minutes <laughs> to really focus on what's important in the world will help you prioritize your day. Weird. What a strange concept. <laughs> so I'm kind of on the other side the other side of the token from Claire I would love to meditate but I have the attention span of a squirrel on meth um so that will never work for me really? um and I think it would help me focus but I just can't sit still and then the guilt and then I uh, you know and so I think this year I've gotten into a really cool hobby and that is shooting I love to shoot handguns. Oh my God, it is empowering. Yeah, and I, I love it. And I've always been a fan, like involved in outdoorsy things um, because I'm from Montana and I grew up here and certain things were expected. My grandparents had a farm. My other grandparents had a ranch. Like, you know, you, you're expected to have a pretty thick skin. But I really started like just sports shooting. And it's a time where you have these headphones on and it's not meditation in the sense that Claire's like, we're talking about gratitude and we're talking about um, <laughs> realism <laughs> and life being shit. Well, for me, it works because I think I get out there and I'm forced to focus on the bullseye, right? I am like, if I don't focus on the front sight and the bullseye, I'm going to miss the target every time. So mm -hmm. I get out there, I have to breathe through it and, and I have to think about the target and I can't, don't have the brain space to think about anything else because I'm still just I'm pretty new like I've, I've done a lot of shooting but I'm still getting there and so hyper focusing on this and in a way it's become my meditation but in mm -hmm. absolutely and, and instead of feeling like gratitude like what what um Claire was saying I feel empowered which is mm -hmm. something I lack and I think that that comes from and I don't know if I have imposter syndrome but I always feel less than um, there's always somebody doing better in the world of publishing or in my line or in self-publishing or whatever than I am. And I, and I am like, I have all the tools and I have all the resources and I have all the knowledge and yet I can't make Nora Roberts level. Well, duh, but this is a way, <laughs> right? but this is a way to feel like I am powerful and I am enough. And if I focus on that bullseye and I really do my breathing and I look at that spot, all of a sudden I can make it 
disintegrate and only the world's left to me. And that's wonderful. Mel, what do you do? But it's just another tool in the same facet as yours. And I just, I, I just realized it. Like, I just right. express it in another way. And, and, and I think that it's interesting because in my mind, when I was young and when, until I really got into this business, I thought most writers were like you, Claire, where they're um, like, we meditate and we do yoga and, and kind of new age. Um, and I love you, Claire, I'm not putting you down in any way. Um, but just very different than myself, right? Where we drink wine out of a pickle jar and <laughs> we're, we're unapologetically authentic sometimes, which is code for redneck. Um, <laughs> no, I can put Chanel yeah. on like anybody, but um, really at the core level, I'm a cowgirl. And so finding what is, what works for you right. is what you need to do. And, and Claire or Mel, what do you do? that is like your equivalent of this breaking the procrastination cycle I think slash meditation. That, right. And I think that that varies um, on any given day. Um, well, kind of. I think that there are two things that I do where after I do those things, I find myself better able to be in the moment and be able to set boundaries around those moments. And I think one of those things is exercise, which sucks because I actually don't love to exercise. I love the way it makes me feel after I'm done. I don't love doing it, but I do know <laughs> that it, it makes a huge difference. And the other thing is, um, is prayer. And um, for those of our listeners who are um, Christian or of a religious kind of background for me that is that is very centering and something that will kind of take away the worries of you know I don't have to take on the whole world I don't have to take on you know burdens that aren't mine to bear I can focus on okay here here are the challenges that today is going to throw at me and I'm totally ready for those and so for me those are the two things that I find that are really uh, centering and able to let me be my best self. And I think probably what we're hitting on is that for everybody, things might look a little bit different. I mean, there might be some combination of things that we've talked about that work for other people, or there might be entirely different things that work for other people. And I think a lot of the answer is to just explore and find what works for you and find what gets you in the zone and and centers you and takes away that kind of burden of expectation for what your day is going to be like and allows you to just focus on your priorities for the day. So I don't know. I, th- I loved your language right there, Mel, the burden of expectation. Mm-hmm. What a beautiful turn of phrase. I, and I think that that is what is the causation of procrastination at the base level. And you nailed it. Way to go, girl. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and I'm, I'm curious to hear what our listeners use as coping mechanisms and right. as impetus to stop the procrastination cycle. Um, right. Because I'm just as curious to learn, too. I mean, I think that, it, like you said, it shifts day by day. Um, like, I you know, we've been in this, what, 10 years, five, five years for the company, 10 years Eight for writing years for, for all the of company. us. Um, Eight years. Oh my God. The last time I looked, it was five. That is amazing. Um, 
Because 2020 yeah. has been at least an eon. <laughs> it's been <laughs> it's been a human year and a dog year world. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so. Oh man. All right. So um, if you guys have any procrastination techniques that you find that work really, really well for you, put them in the comments. We'd love to hear about it. Tweet it, Instagram us, um, show us pictures of like you in action. I love that kind of stuff. Even if it's like writing and beating the monster down, I want to see it. And I want to inspire others, help us inspire others. Let's use the hashtag break procrastination. Um, B-R-E. I would hope we know how to spell this, but I'm going to do it anyways. B-R-E-A, procrastination. Don't make me spell that right now. Okay. <laughs> Where's my spell? I'm just kidding. I really didn't Attention span. Uh, oh, you can use that. <laughs> right? Attention span of a squirrel. Yep. Goldfish, that'll work too. We'll take that. <laughs> yeah, guys, we look forward to hearing from you. Um, please do reach out at to self publishing services. Thanks for listening. We we loved having you here. Talk to you later. You too. Yeah, I'm out. Bye-bye. Thanks, guys. We'll talk to you later. Bye. <laughs>